Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Things we said on the radio. The breaking news that got out last night. Again, we've kind of come to the conclusion that they purposefully leak it before they have the press conference to deliver the information. I don't know if they feel like it softens the blow. I feel like that's exactly why they do. (laughs) (laughs) Because, uh, yeah, and the more I think about it, yeah, true, because with the announcement that Ontario schools will reopen for in-person learning on Monday, so that's Gen 17th, they... uh, it, it was leaked last night and then confirmed by the government that, yes, that's that's going to be a thing, right? So it was supposed to be back to school Jan 3rd, and they kicked it down the road for two days. That would give schools more time to provide those N95 masks to staff and then deploy about 3,000 more HEPA filter units. Still no word on that. We posted, uh, I was laying in bed as I got an alert that this had happened, this announcement. So I posted it, basically. Hey, here's some info that broke. It was late. It had to be 1030-ish. Uh, Benny and I will chat with you in the morning. <laughs> Into the comment section I go. And then you see all sides of it, right? You see parents, and but then you see educators. You see retired educators that have come back to help and then going, but wait a minute, but we still can't get our boosters in time. To c- mm-hmm. If you're going, this is a bloody mess, you, you aren't wrong with that statement. Um, the thing that still locks me up a little bit is, so we've got 2 million kids that are going to be headed back to schools. But the legislation for restaurants to stay closed, gyms to stay closed, etc., that is a full 21 days. This feels like it's not just Groundhog Day, it's Groundhog Year now. This is the same conversation we were having a year ago. Uh, yeah. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's tough and it's, it's, it's off-putting that nothing has been figured out since then. Because I agree, like to, to bring kids, and I understand kids, while they don't necessarily get as sick, they are still carriers. Absolutely. They can bring it home and they can transport it from one house to another sort of thing. Oh, everything. So, yeah, I I don't understand the thought process behind that. Maybe it's a a question of responsible adults. You've got, (laughs) ideally, the teachers are all responsible adults. But if you open up gyms and restaurants and you you do open it up to people who won't be as responsible. But I, who knows? I'm done guessing. And and it does make you sound kind of ill-informed, but the trouble is, regardless of what you you make for an, uh, an announcement, there's going to be one side or one group or cluster of people that are going to feel still slighted. And, and for that, I, I'm, I'm truly sorry. It's obviously sure. ben, Benny and I didn't do anything. We're, we're in this with you, <laughs> we, but we're simply delivering the information. I, if it's just one step closer to getting back to, and we, we have to use, do we just throw an asterisk out for the next year or two until we can kind of get past this? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, sure. it, normal-ish with the asterisks. So that's the lay of the land. Uh, the understanding is there's going to be more of a formal announcement later on this morning when uh, you wake up, have a, hopefully a coffee or something that gets you going in the morning and, and you know rub those crusties out of your eyes <laughs> that they'll uh, they'll issue kind of further details on it. But there it is. That's that's what we know to this point. Please don't shoot the messenger, I would imagine. I don't even want to hit over to the inbox in the, in the tab oh, section. Uh, yeah, it could be the we'll best news ever, and it yeah. would still be bad in yeah. the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think what, I wonder what's going to happen with rapid tests, though, because the whole idea of giving every kid a box of five rapid tests or six rapid tests, however many, was like, take them before you go to school. But I know a lot of employers are now, it's like every few days you have to take these rapid tests just to make sure yep. you're on board. Are they going to be supplying kids with those? 
going to guess we'll, not. We'll, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll put that in the question column. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully somewhere, somehow, some person or some people can uh, can give us that answer. Yet yeah. When I dealt with COVID last week, and so I was, was off for a couple of days, it was still one day. So mid-COVID, it was like, no, you're negative. There was not a chance at that point. Yeah. I was negative. Yeah. So and I know th- that once you're super symptomatic, like even when you're super symptomatic, you aren't as contagious, perhaps. But, yeah. <clears throat> but again... What we know today is different from what we're going to know tomorrow. Thank you very much. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. In a medical first, doctors transplanted a pig heart into a patient in, in a last-ditch effort to save his life. And wow. this happened at a hospital just outside of Baltimore in Maryland. And so this happened Monday. So, uh, sorry, sorry, this happened late last week. So he's now, this gentleman is now on day, this will, this morning will be day six. Okay. With this heart. Wow. Now, they haven't given a timeline, but this was the, the, the background on the 57 year old, uh, handyman from, from Baltimore. No other options. He was ineligible for a human heart transplant. So this was it. Um, the the Food and Drug Administration in the U.S., they oversee these kind of experiments. They allowed the surgery under what's called compassionate use, emergency authorization. Wow. So it's not just a straight up, hey, here's a pig's heart. Let's see how this goes. This one's genetically modified. There's actually uh, various companies out there working on this now because, shocker, there is a shortage in human organs being donated for transplant. So just think of how large the United States is. What are they, 350, oh, Lord, 370 yeah. million people? Last year, they had 3,800 heart transplants, and that's a record number, but they could have used, they said, triple. They, they very easily could have done 10,000 heart transplants. Wow. They just didn't have the organs in itself. So yeah. this genetically modified heart, basically, think of CRISPR, the gene editing tool. Well, they go in and they, they do a few tweaks because, shocker, uh, the human body wants to reject a pig's heart going, this is not our DNA. So it gets rid of a few of those kind of triggers that would immediately tell the body to reject it. Right. So he's doing well. This gentleman. Wow. Now he's the, he's still machine assisted. So if yeah. something does fail, it's he's not going to flatline completely. Mm-hmm. But they're monitoring him. The fact that he's now into day six, this is huge. This is really going to push things forward. I've heard they've had to bring the cleaning staff in quite a bit more because his room's really become a sty. <laughs> Well, in a serious but not serious note, he's obviously has a ton of interview requests. His son is is handling most of those now. And the irony of all of this, though, said his dad, being a handyman for for so many years, loved a traditional American-style breakfast. Guess what's not on the plate oh, anymore? Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> so his, but his son said he's he's likely going to consider a vegan diet. However, uh, the doctors are saying you still need to get some some meat based protein into your body. But I mean, talk about oh. a moral dilemma now. No, like, is that what do you kind do? Of cannibalism, then? Or stuff? I don't even know. I I, I don't even know. It's the, I, this. I'm guessing if he needed a heart transplant. Maybe there was a little bit too much meat on his plate in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mornings with Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. Happy anniversary. That's a big one. For for iPhone users or Apple fans in general, it's uh, this Apple, man. 15 years since that, the the very first iPhone was released in... uh, in, in well in North America and then into the world it's uh it's unfortunately become just a, a part of your life it is within three feet of you 
If not, man, do you have some self-control. <laughs> Speculation for the uh, the iPhone 14 already started. And again, that 13 just arrived in the fall, but people can't wait for the next. What do you mean? It's going to be faster and bigger and smarter. Could you? I can't tell the difference from my 11 to the 13. More pixels. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you go back, but then then you slice it up year by year. Year one, four gigs of storage and 499 bucks. Okay. Chewable bites. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it up to 2008. That's when we got it in Canada. It obviously, it was released in the U.S. first. And then Bell and Rogers had that, that big release of the iPhone 3G. Mm-hmm. And then the 3GS for half the price. That's when a 16 gig was only 199 bucks. You can barely buy a battery pack um, case for 199 bucks. No kidding. Like, yeah. There's little that you can buy for the uh, iPhone now that doesn't cost a bloody fortune. Because, it, I mean, we're into the price of paying for a laptop when you buy a new phone. And to me, that is pure insanity. I feel like there's going to be a cap at some point. There has to be a threshold where people just go, I can't do it. I'm going to have to wait for... And like I'm doing, and I think, Benny, you're much the same. You buy a model a year or even two years after the fact when it's either zero dollars or... Oh, yeah. I'm counting down the days to get that iPhone uh, 10. It's going to be great. <laughs> the, uh, the iPhone 4, that's when things went from those weird roundy corners, and then they went a little more square and boxy. Yeah, yeah. And I that's when four. they... I like the 4. People were complaining because that uh, new display of the, the yellow discoloration, they went, no, 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 that's because it has the ability to adjust kind of to the day to night. The blue light, yeah, yeah, that's a good move. Ten years ago is when the lightning port was introduced to everybody, and you had to throw that massive 30-pin dock oh, connector. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which it's I do ten need. Years? Holy yeah, holy. It's been ten years. The iPhone 5 in, in 2012. Wow. I, uh, I, I've I kept a couple of them. I think I have three or four. I share this... Um, I think leading up to the release of the 13, I have a, I have a couple still. I have a, a literal box of old Apple products, which I could likely recycle. But, I mean, I'm going to hold on to because maybe they'll have some value like that. That old, the the, the wheelie iPod that you see now, the silver sides. Oh, that's yeah. Those were classic. I, mean, yeah. I was on eBay the other day, like eight or $900. Really? Oh, yeah. And people were, and, and it was, it was, you saw the bids there. People were chasing it as long as they're still functioning. I've got that little, the little square, the shuffle. Oh, that, oh, the that shuffle? The nano, nano. No, it wasn't the nano. It was the shuffle, I think, because it, it couldn't, you couldn't pick a song. <laughs> like, it's <Yeah>. a screen. <laughs> yeah. It's a, pl- a play and a next button, basically. Yeah, that, that's it. But I remember it's, there was, like, there, there is a generation of people that don't know what that is or what it does at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can't mean, charge it, so I can't, I can't explain it. <laughs> what kind of charger is it? Is it? I think it was. It wouldn't have been that thirty pin because that would have been bigger, than, bigger the than the actual iPod actual, itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a. Do- it, you had to dock it with the um, just with the regular. Uh, oh, jeez. I know that like little cord, like nubby, that, that like yeah. three and a half inch yeah. or three and a half millimeter, whatever it is. Yes, yes, that was it. I'm just looking it up. So, if we're celebrating the 15 anniversary of uh, of the iPhone, yeah. Traditionally, you give crystal for your 15th anniversary, and your modern gift is a watch. So, crystal Apple Watch. Huh? Well, you know, you get yourself huh? this seven and that new crystal display. There you that's go. That's going to prevent scratches. Mm-hmm. I like it. They did that on purpose. Okay, yeah, but what does that Apple Seven watch cost? Are you to six hundred bucks now? At least seven seven hundred dollars. Wow, it's going to be. 
up in the Rolex prices soon enough. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can pay. You can pay for the Hermes edition for about eighteen hundred dollars. Oh no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got the watch. They, now there there are some rumblings that the Apple's saying they're set to release a product this year that will change the market. I don't know what's left to change. Oh. This changes everything. Okay. <laughs> Just like a good movie trailer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, j- jokes aside, if you do have some of those old Apple products and you're going, well, so here's the thing. If it's a couple of generations old, back to, I think, about the six, they will take them and apply that for some money towards a new product. Yeah. Otherwise, it's something to hold on to. And I, I know you may have some data on there, but if you can charge that sucker and, and wipe it, there are people online on the inter- the old intranets that they will go after and, and pay for those. Uh, they just love the nostalgia of it all. And and. Basically, they've turned into Apple collectors. It's for when they're going to make new movies that are period pieces from the early Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're getting money from Hollywood because yeah. they're trying to fill up the prop department from your old junkie phones. All right. Mornings with Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. It's Guest Gossip. On Virgin Radio. Backstage Ben and for Laura, so you got the Backstage Bulletin. It is a very TV-heavy Backstage bulletin today. There's a lot of news that's just been released and a couple of trailers too. First off, we're going to get into The White Lotus. Aubrey Plaza has signed on to star in season two of HBO's The White Lotus. An incredible first season, which is uh, like top top of my favorite TV shows of 2021, no question. Uh, This time, it's a new cast, it's a new hotel, a new setting. Same guy who's written and directed everything though, so that's really cool. Aubrey Plaza will be joined by Michael Imperioli, you remember him from the uh, um, Sopranos. He was also in Goodfellas. And Jennifer Coolidge, Stifler's mom, rumored to be returning, but they have not yet officially confirmed that. A new trailer for the gritty reboot of The Fresh Prince, now it's just called Bel Air, was released. Sounds a little something like this. Do you know why I'm here from Philly? Scrap on the bull court. Got nasty. Oh, do that! Was it you? Now some bad man from Philly, he wanted to deal with you. That's the voice of Jeffrey the butler, by the way, who's really gritting his way through those lines. Watching this trailer has been a little (laughs) odd of an experience for me. I loved The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when I was a kid. And I just feel like this is a story that could easily be told without using the names Carlton, Uncle Phil, Aunt Viv, all this sort of thing. Like every time we hear those names, that brings back so much of another character that it's hard to... It's hard to get my brain away from the original Fresh Prince. This looks pretty bad to me. I gotta, I gotta say, the idea of like I got in one little fight and like in the they're just replaying the theme song, but gritty. Like there's a gun on the basketball court now, and the police show up, and now a gangster's after him. Like it seems really heavy-handed, really, really heavy-handed. And it's they're aiming for those that'll watch it. Chances are they've never seen a minute of the old Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, so I don't know why just kind of to attach my train to you or my car to your train is the I I don't understand the logic where you could just make this a new cool drama of a different name. And uh, if you have the appropriate trailers and marketing, you'll you'll get eyes for your content. Absolutely. Now, Will Smith backs it. He's producing this, so he's on board for it. It all the genesis of this was a short film that was made as like a tribute, but it was like a what if the Fresh Prince. Prince was a gritty drama, and it was well done, but I don't think it can be a legit TV show. We're going to see, though. It's going to come out some 
sometime later on this year. Uh, Judge Judy has released, uh, a pre- uh, there's a press release from New York Law School that she has donated $5 million towards a scholarship that will cover the full tuition and book expenses for 10 women enrolled at New York Law School. Uh, there's going to be a summer employment fellowship as well after their first year of law school. Uh, that's where Judge Judy graduated. Her daughter graduated in 93. And now her granddaughter, Sarah Rose, who apparently there's a show called Judy Justice, which I've never heard in my life, <laughs> but she is the star of Judy Justice on Amazon. She's going to be graduating this spring. So a long line of uh, Judge Scheinlands from uh, from New York Law School. But I think that's really cool. Five million bucks that she's offering up uh, to get 10 uh, women through New York Law School. Uh, again, self-made. She, she went through and then when that... Yeah. T- I can't believe the TV show was on for 25 years. Judge Judy, the show was on to the point near, near the end, like talk about some serious dough, 47 million bucks a year. Unreal. She's worth almost half a billion dollars. Unreal. We've heard stories of her showing up on her yacht in the East Coast, <laughs> closing down a restaurant so she can have lunch privately and then just taking back off on her yeah. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. You had uh, maybe it was a week, a couple of days, uh, for some two weeks. You had to eat up holidays. They weren't able to roll over into the new year. So you were stuck around the apartment, the condo, the house. Oh, no better time than just getting a few things done. Call them chores or tasks. As Laura says, hobbies, but they're not hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been putting, it could be that one thing, or maybe there is a list that unfortunately continues to grow. And full disclosure, I'm actually going to go take a picture of it in a moment. It's the fact we're talking about it. I'm going to do I'm going to do it today. Today, I do- wow. I have a door that goes from the laundry room into the garage, and... Um, there have been a couple of nicks that have scratched the paint, so it's taken it off uh, the color. How would you describe it? Oh, jeez. It's like a... Not teal, not robin. Seafoam green? Yeah, ish, ish. I'll okay. go with that. My wife would kill me because, as you know, there's there's a name for every paint oh, color. Yeah. But that being said, a couple of scratches on the back of the door, which I did the day I painted it, and then I just left. Uh-huh. Like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I've washed the brushes. Mm-hmm. Four years. <clears throat> it's been four years. Yet, you've been to my house. There's other tasks and chores that I'll get to, and I I cannot figure out this mental block that's been created, and I had more than enough time. I could have done it yesterday afternoon, for that matter. There is a weird uh, phenomenon of... Just getting used to something in your house that's not right, I think. You know? (laughs) And it's not a laziness thing necessarily. But we, when we moved in, we moved into our house five plus years ago now. And as soon as we moved in, we're like, okay, we're going to paint this gigantic wall in our front, like in the foyer, where the stairs are and everything. Feature wall. The feature wall, yeah. And we're like, maybe we'll do some pictures up the stairs. I don't know, but Sarah's more of a minimalist than that, so she just... Fill in the cracks, fill in the holes from other pictures that have been in, and then we'll paint it all up. So we filled in the cracks, filled in the holes, and then left it for five years. (laughs) It's still, you walk in, and there are little white splotches all along the wall from where we filled in cracks and holes. We haven't painted it. We haven't really done a whole lot of work. We Because we knew we weren't going to paint it ourselves because it's upstairs. It's super tall because it's like a story and a half kind of thing there. And we were like, we'll we'll get it taken care of at some point. Backstage Sarah was a quasi-professional painter for some years in this <laughs> in this past five years. And she it just never happened. <laughs> it's gotta be the first thing on our list. I, what's gonna be the motivation to get that done? What's gonna make it happen? 
I think we've already discussed that this year, while we're still kind of locked down and and coming out of Christmas, we will put some money into the house. We have to do that. So we that way we just don't have to worry about it for the rest of the year. There there will be new things to worry about for the mm-hmm. rest of the year. I. Uh... I think collectively we do this as a group and we can all get through it and, and okay. we hold each other accountable. Yep, I, I like don't know that. if this is a once a week reminder, but is there, what, what is that thing we in can your help, house? We can help each other. I'll come over and paint your door. You come over and paint our wall. <laughs> that does not seem like a fair trade. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it may fall under the same header or category. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't feel those no? are equals. Okay, no. All right. <laughs> no. I tried. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, already someone's saying you got to break it down into pieces. <laughs> take the brushes. Take the paint out. Put it by the door. Then go about your day. It'll more likely get done because everything is there and ready to go. I do this with working out. I get dressed. I go sit in the gym room and then it helps with the mental. Baby maybe steps. that. Yeah. Maybe that. That's it. I yep. This this could be it. And if you keep banging your toes on the paint cans by the door, <laughs> you'll definitely want to get it done. Yeah. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. I don't necessarily agree with this statement of it's a guy thing. Okay, so projects around the house. Went into the holidays chatting with my wife going, okay, here's a little bit of a list of things I would like to get completed. And she said, okay, let's narrow it down to like to and must get done. And we kind of came to the conclusion that, okay, and, and then I, the simple, easy, move this here, locate that, uh, recycle this, donate that, done. Yep, yep, yep. same. I've got a couple of marks on this uh, on this door that leads into the garage from the laundry room. And not, a, not even everyone goes through that door, but it's been that way for four years. So clearly not alone. I would imagine if you if you looked around where you're sitting now, if you're still in your home, you, you'll find something. Uh, text that landed said, I call it the 95%. My husband, super handy, which is amazing, but he only ever does things to 95% and then leaves the last four years, that last 5%. <laughs> he renovated our entire main floor, moved walls, new flooring, beautiful. Left all the trim in the entire house unpainted, not caulked, or uh, in the nails, all showing for three years. I was super pregnant during the start of the pandemic and nesting, so I finished the 5% myself. On my hands and knees with a giant belly, caulking and and painting trim. I think it's a guy thing, leaving the last 5%. Well, maybe we just want to let you help out a little bit, you know? Like that's <laughs> that may, that, see, but that, I don't think it's a guy thing. I think it's, it's one partner or the other. I honestly <laughs> think that's, that's really what it boils down to. If, if your wife were 10 feet tall, she'd have that stairway done with it all the done. paint. Yeah. yeah. I don't I do not do 95%. I do like 12. <laughs> and then and then I sit and think on it for a while. <laughs> What's my next move? <laughs> well, I wonder what that mental block is just for us as humans. Another text that said, yeah, we put down new flooring and my hus- husband hasn't done the little dividers between rooms. So the transitions between rooms. Yeah, yeah. They're little strips. Depending on when you buy the flooring, you can just pick it up right then or you can do it after the fact. Maybe that's it. Maybe that it wasn't there. I don't have like ugh. yeah. I don't have a problem doing the work. I have no problem doing the work. Uh, neighbor Rick is the handiest person I've ever known, <laughs> and he has helped us with a ton of things. But his whole thing is like, I'm I'm willing to help you. I'm not going to do it for you. Yeah, unless you want to pay me. But if you participate and I guide you, then the time is free. So I, I have no problem doing that. My problem is getting stuck when I'm like, I'm not exactly sure how to take care of this, so I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, though. When you're like, when you're like, I, this is above my level of knowledge. I'm going to have to wait until I can get someone in, and then you live on the excuse of, I, 
I can't get a plumber, and I've tried, so it's going to have to be that duct tape until we can get someone yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Leah sending a text and saying, after months, I finally started to paint my hallway between Christmas and New Year's. Two coats uh, done before I got hit by a migraine, so I still have all the materials out waiting for me to come back. It's annoying, but now I don't have time, and that's yeah. just it. Yeah. And you hate, I mean, we all work. We work. We have busy lives. Even when you're in lockdown, you're, you feels busy. Mm-hmm. And on the weekends, I don't want to do more work. I don't like. I want to. I want to have at least one one day to not have to worry about that stuff. Yep. So yeah. Where's it, the time? Where's the time? As an adult, so what you don't understand as a kid is when you become an adult. For a lot of things, in a lot of ways, life feels like a hamster wheel. Uh huh. Until yep. you decide to mix in, you know, a can of paints. You know, flooring, that kind of change it's, it up a it, bit. Yeah. Yes, but I, I, I would love to if if there was a code or a hack to figure out that mental block to clean up these little projects. Everyone who's texted and, and including Benny and, and myself, man, would we feel so accomplished and relieved knowing that work is done? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So if I'm going to psychologist or a psychiatrist, maybe on your way into the office, you wouldn't mind. I do appreciate all the people offering up painters' numbers and their own services. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take care of it. We'll do it. We'll figure it out somehow. (laughs) We we will get this addressed. What's left? What have you not accomplished? I'll take a picture. I'll put it on, on Instagram. And I promise you, Benny, you'll see this. It would take me more time to go get the paint can and open it up than physically to paint this yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. cannot <laughs> do it. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. Technology has changed our lives. Let's let's try to stay on the optimistic side for the better. Okay. We have joked on this show multiple times about the use of drones, right? It was an Amazon thing a couple of years ago, and then one of the big pizza chains, they wanted to have pizza delivery drones, which in theory makes sense. But, I mean, there's still a lot of a lot of things, a lot of hurdles to get past. So right now, the, the next thing is going to be a, a massive feasibility study that is going to happen. For anybody who makes cross-border treks, uh, I know right now, a little less kind of doing the target run or going shopping uh, in the U.S., but there's going to be a point over the next year to year and a half that you'll be sitting on the bridge or in the lineup to get on the bridge or even the tunnel to go across and just like the Jetsons, you'll see (laughs) drones flying back and forth between Michigan and Ontario as they're working on trying to find, okay, is this a a good way for us to move critical supplies that have been bottlenecked, have uh, logistics nightmares. Like if you bought a package online, you can understand. Imagine being trying to be in business and moving products and goods that you need to either run your business or to deliver to your customers. Another big one they're looking at is the the efficient movement of medical supplies and medical equipment. You're like, okay, this makes sense. And they said even expand it beyond to things just as crucial in a way to the local economy like automotive parts. Okay. Uh, all right, we get that. And and because a lot of vehicles are built in Michigan and we have smaller part manufacturers all across the 401 corridor, you know, in through Waterloo region to London and beyond that, you know, helps Chrysler and Ford and all those, uh, all those big players. Um produce their cars but here's the only thing i just thought of this if you're doing cross-border between canada and the u.s um 
How are you going to execute that whole customs function? That was my thought. Are they going to have to have like a floating customs now? Like, is the border going to be three, four stories high? Hey, the drones are ready, but that floating customs station keeps falling out of the sky. We're down six agents. I uh, that's that's a good one. That that definitely has to be. Or are we just got to run in the honor system. Yeah, I'm sure your paperwork's in order. Yeah, that'll definitely be a Man, thing at the coast. That, that border. company's moving a lot of square package car parts. <laughs> <laughs> One fell and it exploded Boy, just like powder. Dusty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so, there's some federal money on both sides of this. It, I think it's just a foregone conclusion. This is a this is a forthcoming reality. We're just going to have to deal with it. There's going to be drones everywhere. There, you see them in real estate. You see, we've seen them. In how long now have they been in movies and TV shows? Yeah, for sure. To shoot some pretty cool shots, but they want to make them way more practical. I just hope they make them. Um, they can get them a little more whisper quiet. Like we, I would yeah. suggest a lot of us have fans in our in our, in our homes that have a little or a little buzz behind it. If if you're fortunate and you have one of those Dyson fans, I was going to say, yeah, the bladeless ones. Yeah, then we need to be able to have some drones that aren't giant robotic mosquitoes. Oh. No, thank you. Yeah, could you imagine? You, you're you you pay all that money in your penthouse, and then you've got all this traffic buzzing along your line of sight. Man, more car parts. Just hopefully they make a left hand. Turn into our balcony. Yeah, <laughs> get a free delivery. Hopefully the cables don't snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's just it. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. But they they've signed on the dotted line, and this is uh, the big first step they say between Michigan and Ontario to make this happen. So hey, even with the pandemic, you can still get some innovation in some way, shape, or form. Jeff and Laura in the morning with backstage Ben on Virgin Radio. Lisa joins us on the line. Uh, good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Jeff. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, day two. I think I've got this figured out once again. <laughs> I'm still couching it. I'll be back in the studio tomorrow, which will make this game um, uh, a little more in your ear with uh, the extra added sound effects that will be absent today. However, the questions, the structure, the format all remains the same. And the fact that Benny is a fierce competitor, his win-loss tie record is 259, 32 losses, 92 ties. Now, you've been with us for a while, and you've, you've your record is one loss one tie is that correct correct okay so maybe you add one to the win column and you got you've just you got a nice even level here you've got one of each fingers crossed we'll see it's up to you okay so we'll kick benny out of the room i'm gonna uh, run this entire thing solo and uh, handling my own uh sound effects with my voice so that's how this is going to play out <laughs> i'll good. just give him a second benny make sure you take your card <laughs> Yesterday, that was the concern as he the door was inches away from closing. There's no one else in there. So it would have just been me and a whole bunch of the chung 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 in the background for an extended period of time. Lisa, are you ready to try and beat backstage Ben? I am. Okay, question one. Moisturizer derived from sheep's wool. What is it? Lanolin. Boom. Ding, ding. Okay, one for one. A group of caterpillars is called What? Ew. <laughs> not, not, not the answer, but, but appropriate. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Um, a swarm. Uh, it's called an army. An army. Yeah, so that's an ee on that one. Okay, final question, but multiple choice. How many national parks are there in Canada? Is it 48, 148, or 212? 148. Oh, that's incorrect. Only, I say only, 48. 
Big country. That's still a lot of parks uh, and, and a lot of uh, land for us to enjoy. Okay, so a single point. A single point that might... Might, might put you back in the tie column. We'll see. I can't imagine Benny's going to get lanolin, but who knows. So I have to text him. That is my... Uh, now I'll send him a Benny! There's the text. So that is passed along. Give him a brief moment, and uh, and he's he's on our way. So you, you are headed into work, is that correct? Correct. Can you say where you work, or what field or industry are you in? Uh, actually, I'm in a new one, but I work for Pella, Windows and Doors. Oh, okay. Well, I would imagine a busy time with uh, everybody, whether it's a renovation or a brand new home build. So keep you real busy. Okay. So Benny is back in. Lisa scored a single point today, Benny. All right. All right. So uh, let's see how you handle these same questions. Number one, moisturizer derived from sheep's wool. Lanolin. Okay. Ding. Didn't see that one coming. Are you a big lanolin fan? Do you, is it something you use often? You know, just, like all I can think of is Anchorman, the opening scene of Anchorman when he's talking to somebody off screen. He's like, lanolin? <laughs> like, like sheep's wool? Yeah. <laughs> all right, there's that. Uh, a group of caterpillars is called what? A group of caterpillars? Hmm. An infestation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, we enjoy that, but it's an it's uh, incorrect. Uh, an army. Lisa had oh, a close fun. second with ew. That was her An response. Ew? <laughs> yeah. ew <of> caterpillars. <laughs> uh, final question. Now, this is multiple choice. Okay, nice. How many national parks in Canada? Is it 48, 148, or 212? 48. Ding, you are yeah. correct on that one. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, you look at the sheer vast size uh, of our country, and you'd figure 48 doesn't seem like a I lot. Know. It's unreasonable. And I remember, was it for our sequicentennial, sesquicentennial, where we got free national park passes, and then I realized, oh, no, we have provincial parks all over the place, but national parks are very limited. That's just it, right? You break it down between um, provincial and national. We have a ton, yeah. um, but 48 being under the national registration. Ah, uh, Lisa, so there. Now you've got two in that L column. We yeah. need to find a... Do- you, thankfully, it's only January, right? That's right. <laughs> Lots of time. <laughs> Plenty of time to follow along and try to jump on back in and uh, test your luck once again. So thanks so much. Safe travels to work. Appreciate you listening. And uh, hopefully we'll chat soon. And we'll give you a chance, just like Lisa, tomorrow at around 835 to try your luck to see if you can beat Backstage Ben. Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben on Virgin Radio. We decided to forego gifts this year as, as Laura had some things planned. And it was just one of those. Normally every year we like to, as co-workers, have a little gift exchange, right? Yeah, and for sure. Our, our budget's pretty affordable, like 20 or 40 bucks sometimes. Yeah. How's 10 bucks that turns into a quarter mil? Oh, oh. buddy. So, it, shocker, it's taken uh, the winner a couple of weeks to get this all sorted, but a woman from Welland, she did the Secret Santa gift exchange at work, and it was one of those merry and bright gift packs. It's 10 bucks per pack, and you get a few odds and ends in there for scratchers. <laughs> and she did the scratcher. It was like, okay. And we all have that friend that buys one of those fake scratchers, thinks oh, it's hilarious, that you've yeah. won a million dollars. I've witnessed it. Almost a fist fight subsequently no after. Kidding. but. This was legit. Like, she had to bring it home to her husband to be like, I don't think this is real. And then they open the app and they scan the barcode and ding, 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 winner, Gagnon. There it is. A quarter million bucks. 
And how about this? She uh, works in the health industry and said the past uh, well 20 months has been uh, the most stressful of her life. So the fact to have a reward of a quarter million dollars, she's got some kids' education to look after, yeah. um, mortgage, which, hey, you totally get and understand, but maybe divide a little bit, pay some of the mortgage and a little debt and then get some money into the market, not saying crypto. Every time you talk about investing money now, people just assume that it's a crypto. No, that, no, yeah. no. You don't, yeah, do, you don't do crypto. Need to. Don't know enough about it still. We're I aware. think I know enough about it to know that I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so just mixing in big words and, and enough yeah. to blur people's minds and they stop talking. Well, you know, with uh, you know the growth of Web3 and crypto and yes, the way blockchain's going, oh, we, yes, have to, yes, yes. we just have to be very, very careful about it. But there it is. So that's proving my point once again, though. Scratchers are one of the best and, and most low-key gifts that you can offer someone. Now... It, it, it's, it's a time killer, if nothing else. If you win nothing off of it, it's a couple of minutes of maybe. Yeah, we, then- we saw my parents over Christmas, and, I, and it was the same sort of thing where just like it was in a card with some other things. And um, I think it was a bingo card, and it won, we won 8 or $12 or something like that. So I, I walked to the corner store, got some more. Came back, those one, eight or 12 a piece. So I walked to the corner store again that <laughs> night. Luckily, the corner store was very close. <laughs> I wasn't going to drive. But, uh, and then we just, it fizzled out. But it was like, there's, a, there's always that little bit of excitement. I know that's the kind of cheesy thing. It's like, it's the moment between this yeah. and this. But yeah. it is, it's true. You, you buy the dream a little bit. A hundred percent. And my mother-in-law used to say, and, and it's and, and not a um, religious lottery player, but it's the old. But if you if you don't play, you can't win. And they yeah. and I and I've told this story I think a few different times. They they know they have fr- family friends. They won a million bucks two separate times. That's unbelievable. That's so. Crazy. Yeah, there are winners out there. There are. Uh, and and hey, if you haven't done that scratcher, you got a, a few different gifts from Secret Santa at work. Don't uh, don't just toss it aside. There may be some uh, money there. If not a quarter million, if there's a few thousand bucks or even a few hundred bucks, then that's that's better than that hand knit little uh, beer koozie. I was going to say you could sell that and then use that money. For <laughs> yeah. <swap tickets. laughs> yeah, yeah, a hundred percent.